Welcome to 30 Teens, 30 Dreams, Destination University. This month, we are doing a special interview series for interviewing every single day of the month of April. We're interviewing a different senior in high school who was going to choose where they're headed off to be a freshman in the fall, become class of 2025. If you haven't been following, I'm telling you, we have not repeated a single college any day this month so far. So if you are a college-bound teen or a champion of one, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Today, we're going to meet Sophia. She goes by Sophie, and I got permission to call her Sophie. I love that. And she's she applied to a range of schools. And you see here, she's looking East Coast. And also, I love her story about being a recruited athlete. Moreover, I love that she was a gymnast turned diver, and, and she's using all of her talents to head off to college. So we're going to find out today where she has chosen to attend and land this fall. Parents and teenagers, parents especially, if you're watching, if you do nothing else today, I just want to invite you to face our Facebook group, Destination University, where you can get all the scoop. So help me cheer Sophie on and, oops, help me cheer Sophie on. And I want to say, Sophie, are you ready to rock and roll? Can you hear us? Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, great. So I'm going to unshare. And I have five questions for you that I ask everyone. And so just the first question is really all about, you know, what is the range of schools that you apply to and how did you come up with that list of colleges? So for me, originally, I was mo mostly looking on the East Coast, small Division three schools for diving, especially because that was one of the main goals that I wanted was to dive in college. So originally, most of my schools were like definitely reach schools with like acceptance rates of less than 15. So I realized I was like, oh, probably not the best idea. So I kind of broadened my um, kind of like reach, match, and safety schools and applied pretty much to a lot of schools on the East Coast and the UCs and California State schools in California. So I had a wide variety of schools that I applied to. I like what you should, if you cut what she said, she said reach, match, and did you say safety? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, reach, match, and safety school. So you really knew that you needed a wide range. And uh, under 15%, you guys, that, you know, you, you can't have a list that's all made up of, of just those schools. So excellent. I love, I love that you did that. Now, looking back, um, what did you do right along the way as, a, as you were progressing in high school? What pieces did you start early? What did you do to prepare yourself for applying to college? Um, so I think early on, well, I was a gymnast for 15 years or 12 years, sorry. And so I kind of really committed to that sport and really tried as hard as I could in the sport and really took it on and committed to it. Um, and also for like academics wise, I really took classes that I was interested in and not just classes that you were kind of supposed to take. So I took more science-based classes and a few English classes, which I'm interested in. And for gymnastics, I really committed to it, which I think was one of the main things that you're supposed to do for colleges. They look for commitment in any type of extracurricular or anything. So I think I did that right. And my sophomore year of high school, I realized that gymnastics wasn't exactly what I wanted to do in college. And I didn't really see myself being a gymnast in college. And so 
I kind of took that as an opportunity to broaden my interests and a lot of the gymnasts on my team were switching to diving and I live really close to Stanford so um, they have like one of the best diving facilities in the world and so I was really able to take advantage of that and kind of explore diving through their through their club and really kind of broaden my horizons and so yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you were committed for 12 years to gymnastics, and that shows longevity, it shows dedication, it shows growth, it shows a lot of good qualities that you said, like, colleges look for. So, um, share. I mean, I, I kind of, like, I pictured in my head, I was a, a, a gymnast for, like, a hot second, but I can picture the transferable skills, right? What you learned in gymnastics would be, obviously, good for, for diving, but was it weird or awkward or how was, how easy or hard was the transition from one sport to the other? That's a very good question. So um, in some aspects, it was definitely easy. Like when you're taking into consideration, like awareness when you're flipping in the air and kind of like moving your body in that sense, it was definitely easier for me to learn dives. But one of the main parts that was hard for me was learning how to flip onto my head. Because <laughs> in gymnastics, you're supposed to land on your feet. And in diving, you're supposed to land on your head. And so trying to figure out that transition was pretty hard for me, at least. And also, I started really late diving. Like most people kind of can start their sport really early on and then continue that. So starting late, it was a little bit difficult for me just because I was training with a bunch of people who were younger than me and were already better. And so <laughs> kind of really figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to pursue diving was also really important for me. So, yeah. Oh, great. So <clears throat> sort of a, a little bit sort of um, sticking on this point, uh, you know, we talk about coolness factor. What was your coolness factor? And clearly, obviously being a recruited athlete, so diving was your coolness factor, unless you have something else to share. But um, when you think about how were you then able to, like, did you have to go and do extra training? Because like you said, you were training with younger people, people maybe who had been doing diving, maybe, you know, longer than you. But how did you know, okay, this diving thing is what I want to do and, and, and pursue even outside of high school? How did you know that? That is also a good question. Um, I'm a very indecisive person. <laughs> it takes me a really long time to really know what I want to do. And so that was also a big part of like deciding for me to switch to diving because I ended up doing both sports for about like six months. <laughs> so I was doing like an hour and a half of diving and then going straight to gymnastics for another two hours or something. And my mom already paid for the gymnastics competition. So I was competing while I was also trying to learn new dives. It was a whole thing. And so, um, but really taking the time to measure which sport I wanted to continue and which one I didn't want to and kind of like really figuring out what I wanted and why I love diving was a big part of like my decision in switching sports. And I was also able to still be in touch with the gymnastics community because I ended up being a gymnastics coach. So still being able to kind of be part of that community that I've formed for so long was another great aspect that happened through this transition in my high school. Oh. 
gonna, so Sophie, you, and really you had two coolness factors. You were a gymnast who continued along. And I, I had forgotten, this is what was, this was one of your essays, if I remember correctly, about gymnastics and transitioning from, you know, the, the long, um, dedicated competitor, et cetera, to then, um, teacher mm-hmm. and community member and sort of cheerleader for others. So, and then while you were also pursuing diving, so you were doing, you were doing a lot. You were juggling clearly a lot. So um, there's a piece here that uh, of the 30 days, I think we have three recruited athletes. So, you know, most of them are not recruited athletes. So it's important for me to ask you to share with everyone, you know, when did you start your process? What does that look like when you think, okay, I think maybe I want to, even if you don't know for sure, if you want to be recruited, what are the steps students need to take um, to, to get to that part to be recruited? So for me, I started pretty late in the recruiting process just because I started diving late. But being part of your essay camp, I was able to get in touch with Vince, who um, knew a diving coach who's been through the recruiting process like millions of times. And so he really kind of taught me the basics and how to get started. And so the main goal in like getting recruited is really reaching out to a lot of those coaches, uh, college coaches, and creating, at least for me, I created a what's called a reel, which is a diving list of videos that you have to show to the coaches. Um, I incorporated some gymnastics because I didn't have many (laughs) diving videos, but um, also explaining kind of what you want in the email to the coaches, like what you want to get out of being on that team and what you can contribute to being on the team. Um, I would also recommend creating a resume with everything that you have accomplished through your sport because then the coaches, those college coaches, can really see what you have to offer and how you would be able to contribute to their team. And also staying in touch. There's a lot of emails that are necessary in the recruiting process, but really keeping in touch with those diving coaches or whatever sport you do, um, keeping in touch with those coaches and really um, showing them that you want to dive or do whatever sport in college and kind of really showing them that you want to do this. So, yeah. Sophie, there's a D1, Division One, Division Two, Division Three um, for co- collegiate sports. Were you focused on, on one or two, two of those or which uh, divisions were you uh, looking at? So I was mainly focusing on Division Three schools because I really want the balance between academics and athletics. Um, D1 is where you really focus on your sport and you um, it's like the highest division and so you probably would be doing about like 15 plus hours of your sport and traveling and competing but you'd really get close with your team. Um, For me I wanted more freedom with what I wanted to do in college. I didn't want to just focus on my sport so a division three school would allow me to take a study abroad program or focus on other aspects of college besides um, diving for me. So that's what I was really looking forward to, at least for being Uh, a recruited athlete. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Such good information. Okay. So question number four is about, you know, is there a regret that you have looking back? Is there something that you would have done differently? So people who are watching who are younger, maybe freshmen, Mm -hmm. sophomores, juniors, what's something that they can learn from that you wasn't maybe a misstep or I don't want to say that, but you know, what would you advise? 
So I have two. One was in the recruiting process. Instead of really keeping in touch with those diving coaches that didn't really respond fast enough, I kind of just assumed they didn't want to talk to me or they didn't want to um, really be involved. And so I would um, really continue to email them even if they don't answer you the first time. And so that's one thing for um, recruiting. And then for the college application process, I would really recommend kind of setting up different deadlines for everything you have to do because it's a really long process. And so with essays and the activities and everything, really setting up deadlines for yourself to get it all done in like a healthy manner. Cause for me, I didn't really do that. And I kind of got really stressed and shut down a bit. And so that's not the best, best way to do it. And so looking back, I would really want to try to set up a healthy workflow to get it all done in a appropriate amount of time. <laughs> ah, well, I think you're being harder on yourself. I, I uh, if it's okay, I'll say, uh, you mentioned that taking the essay camp, you, you were enrolled in one of the June camps, one of the earlier camps. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, she's right. Like she was, you know, Sophie's is being honest and I, I appreciate your candor. Um, so you came back to a, a later date. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> you came back sort of, you know, to sort of finish. You didn't quite finish. And we, we, we never let our campers not finish what, we, what we've set out to do. So she came back for another one and, 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 and really got it, got it together. And, and uh, anyway, obviously it's, it, it ended up so well for you. So we're uh, almost at the moment of truth. So just tell us, uh, can you tell us the two or three that you, had, that you narrowed it down to? I know you, were, you applied a regular decision, not early decision. Mm -hmm. You applied regular decision to the school that you ultimately uh, are, are, are going to attend. But What's the two or three that you narrowed it down to? So I narrowed it down to two. It was Clark University in Massachusetts and Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts as well. And so um, should I say where I Yeah, go? so drum roll, please. <laughs> so Share where you're going. I committed to Mount Holyoke College. <laughs> <We're> in Massachusetts, which <laughs> was really exciting. Um, for me, deciding was kind of a lot easier just because Mount Holyoke, the whole community was super welcoming. The diving team members were really reaching out to me and wanted to kind of meet me and get to know me. And also Mount Holyoke is part of the five college consortium. So you're able to take classes at um, UMass, Amherst College, Smith College, Hampshire College. And so really getting like multiple college experiences in one was another pretty big factor in me deciding where I wanted to go. So yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> that is super exciting. I, so Mount Holyoke, for those of you who um, don't know, Mount Holyoke is one, known as one of the seven sister institutions. Uh, it's an all women's college back east in Massachusetts, as she said. And uh, Long, long ago, uh, these colleges were also typically tied to one of the Ivy League schools. So um, as the sister college when the Ivy Leagues were all male. Now, I have to just ask you if you know this little trivia. So I don't know if you know Scooby-Doo, but apparently Scooby-Doo, the cartoon, is made after the five, those five colleges. I did not know that. Whoa, <laughs> First of all, you may not even know what Scooby-Doo is, but Scooby-Doo, there are five characters, including yeah. Scooby-Doo the dog. Mm -hmm. And so there is a character that wears an A on his, you know, sweater. 
and that's for Amherst. And then there's Daphne. Um, wait, oh no, I'm gonna maybe, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Okay, <laughs> scratch what I'm saying. So I think it's Smith, Smith, Wellesley. Okay, anyway, I think I'm getting it wrong. So, but Scooby-Doo, you should look up where, where they, where they are and who it's based on. Cause it is based yeah. on, a, on a set of colleges, right? Cause we'll name the colleges that you just said that you're going to get to participate in. Um, UMass Amherst, which yeah. is a big, big public college. Um, Amherst College, so the private one. Smith, which is the all women's and Hampshire College. Okay. So I'm right. So I was trying to think, I, I can't think of the two girls that are the two women in the cartoon is Daphne, Daphne. and Daphne. Yes, so I don't know who's supposed to represent which of the women's colleges, but mm. yes, so I am, okay, okay. That's interesting, I never knew that. That's yeah, nice. yeah, so I think the creator of Scooby-Doo must obviously be from one of those colleges, so yeah. So a little awesome. trivia for you. <laughs> okay, Sophie, so hang tight, I'm gonna do a wrap up here, but hang tight and then we'll say goodbye, at the, we'll just wave to everyone at the end, so. Hold on one second. Uh, okay, so as I mentioned, in this 30 days, we have three recruited athletes. Another one is coming up this coming up this week. Um, and so I hope you got what you needed from that. That was a great story. And uh, I'm a sucker for gymnasts. So there you go. Parents, uh, be sure to join the, our Facebook group at Destination University. And if you're looking to just learn a little bit more about this process, if you are a parent of a teenager who is a junior or a sophomore, it's especially a good time to just empower yourself with some knowledge about the application process, the essay process, and why those pieces are so important. So do yourself a favor. I'll drop the link in the comments here below. You can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Our, uh, these videos are also being posted to IGTV and will be posted to YouTube later in uh, June. Um, tomorrow, we're going to meet Alexandra and she is from New York, uh, goes to a Catholic school and she is choosing between several great institutions back East similar to what Sophie was talking about today. So she's earned lots of merit dollars and I can't wait for you to meet her because she's also the executive producer of 30 Teens, 30 Dreams. So she's been an intern with us for several months. So that is Alexandra. Again, a shout out to our team who all work to make this happen. So thank you, thank you team for making this happen. All right, so Sophie, just wave goodbye to everyone.